Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, what's up, Geekscapists? Welcome to brand new Geekscape. If this is your first Geekscape, well, where have you been? We've been around for 15 years bringing you the latest news and reviews in movies, video games, uh, comics, all that pop culture stuff. And uh, we're glad you're here if this is your first Geekscape. Welcome to the family. We built this thing to be a community. And hopefully we're almost out of this pandemic thing within the year, maybe. We can all be doing live Geekscapes again. Uh, Comic-Con, I got the news yesterday that it was going to be canceled for 2022 summer uh 20 no summer 2021 i got the email we've already paid for our booth we love seeing all of you at the geekscape booth in san diego sadly that's not going to happen this summer they're going to do a comic con at home there might be a november comic con like a short mini thing if so i'm interested in being there with the geekscape booth i start getting vaccinated this week which is insane but I do part-time as a college professor like Indiana Jones, and I got off the wait list yesterday. So I signed up for a vaccination, and my first shot is tomorrow. This is what I want. I want to get that 5G. I want to get that Spider-Man stuff that'll maybe let me like shoot webs. I'm pretty excited about all of it. But really, I mean, let's be honest. I just want to sit and watch basketball at a Buffalo Wild Wings again. No, that's not very geeky. I'm sorry. I was kidding. I, I meant I want to see y'all in San Diego and give y'all big hugs. That's what I want to do as soon as I'm vaccinated. Uh, so I got two shots coming this month. Hopefully, they're not, uh, hopefully they're not delayed. Um, so that is the update here. Um, Geeks Gabus, I love you. Uh, hopefully, you're watching on YouTube. Twitch, Facebook. I think we're going to continue doing the live stream once we come back in person, but we'll be like sitting next to the guests, which is pretty amazing uh, to be able to continue live streaming with y'all, but have the guests in person or remotely. We've got a fantastic guest for y'all today. Lou Frigno Jr. is on the show. He's got a brand new film called Dreamcatcher. It's out this Friday on VOD and on demand. It's a horror movie. So those of you who love the horror movie uh, podcast that we have here on the Geekscape Network Horror Movie Night, 
You might be big fans of this Dreamcatcher movie. I watched it last night. I'm going to talk to Lou about it. We're also going to talk about his role as Our Man on uh, Star on Stargirl on CW. That might be a little more up your alley. Maybe if y'all are TV fans, y'all like uh, to watch SWAT. Um, but yeah, Lou's on. We're going to be talking about that. And obviously, uh, he is the second Lou Ferrigno that we've had on the show. We had his dad on the show a few years ago. So uh, we'll be talking about his dad and getting raised by a superhero. So yeah, Lou, uh, your dad has been on the show. And um, let's see if, uh, let's see, uh, Lou, are you there? I'm going to bring, I'm going to try and bring Lou into the studio. I see him a little blacked out here. Um, again, like this is remote. This is technical stuff. So uh, let me, let me try and get him. He's on his phone. Um, Lou, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I, I <laughs> Where'd your happened. image go? What's going on with your picture? I don't know, man. I'm getting calls from people. I'm doing all this press and I'm just all oh. talk to you. <laughs> Dude, I can't I, see your face. I'm like freaking do, out. You're like in the dark. How do we fix this? Okay. Um, let's see. Do you want to restart your phone and jump back in? Yeah, let's try that. Let's try that. So Lou's going to restart his phone. He's going to come back. But um, that's really the topic for, for now is uh, I get my shot. And I'm really excited about it. Again, let, let me give you all the top five things I'm going to do as soon as I get this th these two shots. All right. First thing I'm going to do, go eat it. I'm going to go eat. I'm just going to like, I don't know. I'm not going to change anything. I'm still going to wear the mask. I'm still going to social distance. I'm still going to put out the responsible message of uh, getting us all through this pandemic together. Because again, like I may not see any of y'all until the Geekscape booth at Comic-Con summer 2022 which stinks but hopefully uh ian rainey's in the comments he said maybe you'll just go lick a stranger i know somebody i'm gonna lick he's in austin texas his name is ian rainey he's a longtime geekscape listener okay we got lou ferrigno he's somebody i will not be licking he will I mean, he's too buff if i try anything with this dude he's just gonna be like what are you doing he'll put me in a headlock all right uh <laughs> here is uh lou lou you're in uh heidi uh my girlfriend is in the other room watching and she says hey Close the closet. <laughs> Heidi, if you want to come in and close the closet, you're welcome to. Uh, the, the problem is we have like, I have a Siamese twin that got removed and we keep him in a little basket in the closet. It's like a horror movie. And okay. uh, she, she worries he'll get out and start running around sure. uh, doing stuff. But uh, Big Hopefully Yanks appears. Yeah, Big Yanks is in New York. He says, come to New York Comic Con 2023. Hey, buddy, listen. Let's, we're going to come out of this pandemic a little slower than I think it you believe but we're gonna get out of it we'll be good um lou how are you doing buddy how are I'm you doing. holding up in all this i'm doing good man um i'm doing pretty well i mean my my life as it is is it's pretty much i get auditions uh i study i tape and when i'm not taping i work out and then if i don't work out uh the, the three pillars are that that and also painting so which is very solitary so when quarantine hit it wasn't too much of a transition but still, I mean, like, hey, I, I, I'm a hugger. I like to hug people. I like, I'm Italian. I, I get closer than usual when I talk, and I miss that the most. But everything else, it's, you know, keeping a positive attitude, keeping equipment in my car so I can train uh, wherever. But, you know, I'm holding up, and I'm, I'm staying optimistic about everything. What do you... Tell me about the stuff that you keep in your car, because I've started to keep like a 25 pound barbell in my car just so that when I'm done with a run, I can like put on like a hit timer on my phone and then just run through like 30 minutes of a hit workout where I'll just 
throw it on the ground and I'll do, I'm because I put like 50 miles on my legs a week, wow. my lower back is what we're like. Sure. My lower back is like, Hey, there's Heidi. She's closing the closet. Hey, gorgeous. Heidi, Heidi. <laughs> don't let Long go out. <laughs> so don't let Lon go out. Don't let don't let him out. So um you, like you, the, the barbell uh, rolls back and forth when I drive is the only problem. How do you keep uh, like what do you put in your car? Well, first of all, I, I hate to be too personal, but are you stretching your glutes? Are you keeping those loose? Good. I mean, a lot of back pain. I, I bought a foam roller. I mean, I've had a foam roller, but in the last like year I've used it like uh, religiously. Now I take it to set, I take it everywhere. Lower back, glutes, hamstrings, it'll save you thousands of dollars. Band. Uh, IT band for sure, everything. The I mean, IT just... band, Geekscape, is that thing goes from the bottom of your foot up through your butt to your lower back. And, it, and it's the first thing that will tighten if you start to exercise. And I know we're getting a little jockscape on this episode, but yeah. the truth is like staying fit in a pandemic is something that I think some of us have actually like gone full into or have just been like, Screw it. It's the end of the world. <laughs> Bring it on. Uh, for me, I just like eating a lot of pizza and I like to eat hamburgers and I like to eat trash. And the only way I'm going to be able to do that is if I just put a lot of miles on my legs. But and, do you um, have in your pizza eating, do you have dignity or do you just eat whatever comes your way? Because I'm very I'm very particular with what pizza I will allow inside my body. I. You seem yeah. like a tombstone don't DGAF kind of guy. That, yeah, I don't. I just don't give a. Yeah, I'll just okay, eat. I love okay. pizza, but 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 Lou, I'm not Italian. <laughs> like you're Italian, so you're like no, only the best. Yeah. And so you have like a higher standard, being Italian to yeah. the pizza that you like. So very hard to please. Yeah. Very so hard. like, what are the top spots in LA? Um, that I we like, can't go to right now. <laughs> I mean, it's Pizzana. It's it's this. I mean, but I want to get back to your other question about the equipment. So I sure. had to get um, I had to get super innovative. So I have these power blocks with adjustable weights. Those are great. The ones that the ones that that you put slots in and they, yep. they come out. Yeah, yep. I, I know. I think that's what I'm going to order because I can't be having a freaking barbell rolling back and forth in my trunk. Yeah, I mean, you want to warm up the joints with light with light weights. I have bands of every color and every uh, every culture essentially in my in my in my back of my car. And the, actually, the, the MVP have been, I needed a project. So I just decided to go online. I looked up how to build parallettes. You know what parallettes are? No. Those, they're basically like a, a freestanding PVC pipe with a base, and you can just do push-ups on them. Dude, uh, Heidi has that for ballet in our living room. She has it. I mean, she, I mean it's a, she has it taller than what you're saying. Uh, you're talking about two separate push-up bars. Essentially, yes. Yeah, so no, I, I, I have those, but I have those that are just, I mean, they were made to be those separate push-up bars. Yeah, I mean, these are great because, A, I built them, so I feel like, I'm like, wow, I, I did something useful <laughs> as a man. Um, and then that with a BOSU ball and a mat, I mean, I'm getting pretty good workouts in because I can go anywhere, I go to a park, but it's been tough not having the machines, but I mean, it's 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 fine, man. But I, I kind of like it. I don't yeah. want to be inside. Like I canceled my last gym membership years ago when I started just discovering that I could like the Hollywood bowl is a park. It's zoned as a park here in LA. We go and we run the steps every Saturday. We don't do it now because it's closed because of the pandemic, but we, I can't wait to get back in the bowl. Uh, we, you know, I'm part of a, a psycho group that we meet at like 6am on Wednesday mornings at the, at the uh, observatory 
Hollywood Observatory where we go run hills and do things like that. So what do you I do miss that a lot. I think I'm, I, I think I'm away about 185. I'm 60. Okay. Wow. 50 miles a week, huh? Yeah. Well, here's the thing we do. I just like eating trash and Geekscape has <laughs> have been a part of this fitness journey in the last 10 years because when I started Geekscape, if you go back and watch the old video episodes, like I'm like, I just, I'm not together. I'm not chubby, but it, but like my metabolism going into my thirties was slowing down pretty much. Mm-hmm. And you know this because Lou's your father and Lou's been on the show. And I actually right. talked to Lou quite a bit because when I see him at Comic-Con, I, I'll, I'll talk to him quite a bit. Uh, but Kenny Johnson, who was the showrunner on Incredible Hulk, you probably yeah. know Kenny. Yeah. He's been on the show. He's, he's a longtime friend. And, uh, and so we, I pretty much talked to everybody in your life except you. <laughs> like, like I've done like the what, what's the thing out on the Santa Monica uh, pier? Your dad and your family led it once, where oh, nice. it's, it it's Roga. Yeah, the Roga stuff. You go and you yeah. run, and then you do yoga on the Santa Monica pier. Like Frigno Fit stuff, right? It was totally sponsored by Frigno Fit for for a week or two. That's you pretty awesome. <laughs> Is there anybody in your family who's not fit? Uh, no, I mean, my, my brother was pretty heavy as a kid. I was pretty heavy as a kid. Sure, my sister was heavy as a kid, but we're all pretty fit now. My sister's pregnant with twins, so she's taking a very justified break from from killing it. But in terms of, you know, I've been on the cover of Iron Man and, and all that stuff, so I take it a little more seriously. Have you done uh, an Iron Man? Uh, oh, a tri- like a triathlon? Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, I would, I would like to – the swimming, I'm very dense. You know, totally like the swimming like, freaks me out. Yeah, I have I, I, I like to keep a tight waistline and abs. And with that is like a low body fat percentage. And I just sink so fast. And I'm like, I'm I'm good. And plus, like, I don't want to be swimming in water where I don't know. It's not my home. It's these, it's these fishes <laughs> home. And I'm, I'm walking around in their home. And then you don't know what's in there. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good on the road. I'm good running. But Lou, what if what if Malibu has a sprint every year in May? They're mm-hmm. not going to have it this year, but they have a Malibu Sprint, which is like a 5K, a limited bike, and a limited swim. And that's something that, like, my running friends have been like, just do the Sprint. Just do the Sprint. You don't have to buy a bike. You can borrow one. Da, 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 da. Because the bike is, like, super expensive. And yeah. then the swimming, like, I can't get the rhythm on the swimming, dude. Yeah. My my neck hurts when I get out of the freaking swimming because I don't I don't turn my head properly to, like, breathe. <laughs> like, my head goes completely out of the oh, water to breathe. Yeah, it, My form is trash. Um. I am not Aquaman, okay, Geekscapist? But if I do this Santa Monica, I'm going to send you an email. We're going to do the Santa Monica Sprint, and I think I think we could do that and get our feet wet. Okay. It's shorter. It's a 5K in, like, a cycling, short cycling, and then, like, I think it's, like, less than 500 yards to swim. Okay, that's doable. That's doable. That's right. what I'm saying. I'll consider it. Definite maybe. Definitely, maybe. Okay, Geeks Gavis, if you want to jump in on that, let us know. I know that y'all have been on a bit of a fitness journey as well. For me, it just came out of, I think we can talk about, like, depression just being a, a, a way to combat it. So in the pandemic, as you have been battling depression, we've all been kind of isolated. Uh, for me, I'm a big hugger, too, and I like getting together with friends. I've just kind of ramped it up and been like, hey, when race season comes back, I'll be ready to take on some more ultras and things like that. Like, I've just kind of gone full bore into running when I have that time. I'll go out and just do miles every day. When you were overweight, Lou, as like a younger kid, 
what were the steps that started to take you out of it? And like, what's something that my audience can do if they're like, you know what? Let's get ourselves out of this pandemic mindset. Let me start climbing out of this. What were the steps that you took to start putting that together for yourself? Because it's it's not always an upward trajectory. Sure. Um, yeah. the, what I start with is before I um, advise what to do and what to um, uh, add to your program, I, I, I encourage people to stop certain behaviors. So stop drinking soda. Soda, uh, ca empty calories, sugar will just pack on weight because you, you pound a soda and 200 calories are just gone. So I stop the soda, stop the processed fast foods. I used to eat a lot of fast foods. Uh, they taste good, but like I had McDonald's a few, like 10 years ago. And I remember I got home and I was like, this is not good. I feel it terrible. It like slows you down. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm full for like six hours. I'm like, dude, no. You know, if you're, when you're hungry, like I've been really kind of in tune with my body because when your, your stomach grumbles, that's basically your body saying, yo, eat now if you want to keep your metabolism up to keep this whole ab uh, fat burning process going. And then people people ignore that, keep working, and then your metabolism dips. So I always suggest stop with the soda, stop with this, stop eating late. That's huge. Um, and then slowly start because I was a trainer for 10 years. I supported myself as a, as a my dad at a gym that I was fortunate enough to use. And I, I had about um, a lot of clients and I worked with kids at a rehab center in Malibu. So I've, I've, I've dealt with children. I've dealt with elderly patients uh, or clients. So I know how to approach certain people. And some people have never worked out before in their life and never came back. And then some people never worked out before and their lives have been completely changed just by uh, methods of exercise and just and knowing where to gauge people because it can be a lot and it can be overwhelming and even looking the way I look people would be like oh you're too intense it's too this but it's it's really not um, but it's just yeah, so, it's just habit changing it's just changing yeah. habits and like not being discouraged at how gradual this actually is you know what I mean yes absolutely so I mean, much of this is just my writing process it's like mm -hmm. oh I have to go, I have to write later today. So let me go break a scene in my head or let me go think about what I'm going to write about in order to get past this next hurdle deadline, et cetera. Yeah. It's, it's wild because people, you know, I, I know a lot of, I have a lot of friends that like are getting plastic surgery and doing all this and changing their bodies. And it's like, you have to eat for sustenance. You have to eat and drink water. So you whatever you're putting in your body is your body doesn't have a choice whether you what what you what you feed it so if you feed it can i can i touch crappy yeah, yeah, food shit, it's shit, the shit, shitty foods so if you right. eat shitty foods processed foods with stuff that you can't even pronounce your body's like all right i guess we'll take it and so it metabolizes that it doesn't pull nutrients out of it um and the biggest gains and the best responses i've seen have been it's not a sexy answer but from the like the simplest Foods. I had a, I was talking to a guy who was just excuse after excuse after excuse, and then finally he's like, and he's overweight, and finally he was like, oh my my leg, my this, and then he's like, no, I just can't eat like that. It's too expensive. I'm like, now I have to stop you because it's not a bag of frozen vegetables is a dollar. You know, a head of broth. If you if you start and now what I've said is before I get into the spiel of fitness because I just go on and on and on. I, I, I know <laughs> I, from playing football, from playing, from recovering from my ACL. That's surgery. how we are about Marvel movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like sit down, eat a head of broccoli, the whole thing raw yeah. with water and start there because it gets super dull and boring quick. And if you can withstand 
that that dull flavor and the monotony of chewing and all that afterward you're gonna first of all half of it's gonna be water you're gonna feel like you you're just gonna have a response to your body where it's like you literally paid what a dollar twelve for a full meal your 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 jaws being worked your body's metabolizing and you literally ate like zero bad calories it's it's tough but it's and it sounds like oh you had broccoli once you get done with half that broccoli it's 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 drudgery. So if you can finish that whole thing of broccoli, then I think you're on to the next step. And I suggest that to anybody. Can you put a little salt on it or something? Nope. Try oh, it. Oh, okay. What I do, but right. what, what I do is I I'll be doing dishes. I'll stuff my face full of broccoli, raw broccoli. I'll chew as I'm doing things. Like yeah, you got to be doing something. Yeah, and then wash it down, and then I'll just until that's gone. And I'm telling you, I don't think about food. I don't, and it's, it sucks, but that's the quickest way that I got lean for, to do, and I did the cover of Iron Man. Hmm. And now we're going to, now we're going to peer pressure you into doing an Iron Man. You'll see. You'll see. Oh, the other <laughs> that was a big maybe. Big maybe. Um, yeah. Geekscape, if you're sitting down watching WandaVision this Friday, just grab yourself a, a head of broccoli and just eat the damn thing during WandaVision. Drink some water. You'll enjoy it. Don't worry. By the way, I have a, I have a question. Why does WandaVision end? It's a power show, but it's like 38 minutes, and then there's like 40 minutes of credits. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of credits. It's there are a lot of credits in WandaVision. And I mean, the Mandalorian didn't have long credits. So if we're no. talking about Disney Plus, like in, in their credits had like artwork and stuff like that. There's, yeah. you know, um, I don't know. The, the long credits, I think that there's just a huge amount of people working on that show because there's so much digital True. stuff going on. But we didn't notice it on Mandalorian because we had these beautiful images from the yeah. episode to sit through. And we sat through them because we loved those, those images. They were pretty yeah. amazing. Um, Did you like WandaVision? As, I, I love WandaVision. I think it's great. We'll see uh, Geeks gave us. We won't be talking. I mean, I think it's great. I think it's smart. I think that this past episode did a lot to, to explain Wanda and Vision's relationship that did, we didn't get in like Civil War or in uh, Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh, we got it. The grief brought them together. Mm-hmm. This is great. And we'll see how it wraps up. There are all sorts of rumors going around. And I know that I'm trying to avoid a lot of stuff on the internet, but Geeks gave us next week. Ian and I will get together and we'll give you like a full breakdown of it. We like to break down all the major Marvel stuff. Dude, that's what I do. Finally, it's like, I met someone. Yeah, well, you're welcome to do that anytime on Geekscape. Uh, okay. You were raised by the Incredible Hulk. I was. He, did, he didn't pressure you into fitness, but this stuff was just around? Is that kind of how it worked out? So I, uh, right around, I think, like eight, nine, right before puberty, I started being aware of my body, and that's when I started to thicken up. And this was like the same time when my dad came back to bodybuilding and he was just probably one of the biggest people on the planet. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't, if I, I show you pictures, dude, it's online. He's so big. He was walking around at like 335, 340, six, four and a half, massive size 16 shoe. And everywhere I'd go, I mean, he was my dad, but like he would, I was always used to him not only being everybody knowing who he is because he was so famous, but he was the biggest dude that would command everybody's attention. So that left me being completely unacknowledged as if I was invisible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would see this monster of a man. So I had, and he was competing with Olympia world champions and, and world professional athletes. So 
there was no in, like middle ground. There was there. I was just looking at the pinnacle of bodybuilding and getting in shape. So I was like, I what am I gonna do? And then I just remember one time. I mean, I got bullied a bunch. And kids would would kind of say some dumb shit, and I like still stuck with me. But you know what? Like, Wait, it drove they me. would they would bully you knowing who your dad was. Yeah, there was like uh, that's idiotic. <laughs> it was yeah. I mean, I was such a nice kid, and I was always because my dad. Look, I got if I acted up, I got the incredible Hulk down this down the way, ready to you know. He's the nicest guy, but if he gets angry, he gets loud, and you know he's just a monster. Of a you don't man. like him when he's angry. Yeah, you wouldn't like him when he's yeah, angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I right? Mean, not, yeah, exactly. Um, but I but I mean it was but it was always it, it's just dumb it's stupid but i but i i'm grateful for those opportunities because it actually drove me and i still think about them today and i'm like there's kids are so mean sometimes but this whole anti-bullying thing is like it's a part of human nature to bully people but for me personally being bullied i still think about it and it drives me and every like as if it was yesterday i remember what these kids would say to me and i'm like i'm like no not today so that's how I feel about that. But um, that yeah. drove you to start wanting to change things physically for yourself. So, and then puberty hit, and then I started getting more self conscious, and then I mm -hmm. started. Uh, and then oh, I you had a I goal. Looked, you had a goal. You were like, oh, girls. Yeah, I mean, just not feeling like the total like. And then people would look at him, and then they look at me, and then they wouldn't even think I was his son. Just how could his son be this fat kid? And I was like five seven, and I put on fifty scales at like one ninety, and then that's when I was like, enough is enough. And then is, and then at the same time, it was when I kind of had a growth spurt. So then I started to just lean out, started running, um, and then that went into football, football training. But then after college, that's when it really started becoming more of an aesthetic, and then building my body uh, in the way that like uh, like Michelangelo would actually sculpt or something that's. I can look at and reference from my paintings. I paint a lot of comic book stuff. I paint a lot of uh, a lot of anatomically correct. I love the 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 flow of anatomy. So that's how mm -hmm. I started. And that's really your thing. So, like that is what you're a geek for is saying, hey, like how can we get the human form to be celebrated? Yeah, in a way, and you I celebrate mean, it. I mean, in comic books, obviously, do that. Like we have these Adonises in comic books, mm -hmm. and I think that. There is a level of vicarious living in reading comic books just naturally. You know, we, we read these comic books, we see these feats of fantasy, we see a moral code that is something to strive for, but then there's also that physical thing where, it, you know, and can it be detrimental for someone, like a girl, to see how a, a female superheroine looks and think, oh, I should look more like that? You know, does that make sense? Like, how do you, how do you wrap that one? Where, for a while, I'm talking about those '90s comics. It was all boobs. Yeah. You, does does that make Campbell, sense? One of my favorites. Because... Yeah, J. Scott Campbell. Remember, you know the Mary Jane artwork where people oh, were kind God. of joking around and they were trying to do yeah. the Mary Jane pose, but it wasn't natural. Yeah, I mean, like I've seen a few girls in my day that that resembled bodies like that, that had the shape and the proportions. Uh, but those, that's very genetic to have. Jason Campbell captures the female essence and the sexiness in a way. And it, I grew up loving these artworks, and now with Instagram, I can actually see the person that does these things, and I'm geeking out all the time. I'm following all these artists. Um, it's just mind blowing. So, um, I, but either way, the body's meant to move. It should be 
it should be moving. It should be exercising because no one asks the body what the body thinks because the body's a machine. It's what we sure. our mind thinks. So if you're like, oh no, that's not good for me. Well, your body is you. You don't. The body doesn't get a say. Your body is essentially like this machine that your head's on top of. Your body's made to move. That's why we had endorphins from running. You can tell you get a response. That's why you feel good after exercise. Some of these girls, young young girls I train, were like, oh, uh, working out makes me depressed. I'm like. No, that's a lie. You just, they're afraid because they see someone like me and they're like, well, I don't want to look all big and buff. I'm like, nobody's that lucky. So uh, I think it's never a bad thing to exercise. And, you know, I think like you can't really, it's artwork. So you can't really say, oh, that has to be your, where you right. have to achieve. Yeah, it, we can't exactly shoot lasers out of our eyes either. So yeah. <laughs> like yeah. at what point do you just stop that and say, Oh right, I don't have that aluminium cross yeah. and a healing factor, so maybe I should stop aspiring to. At least I'm taller than Wolverine. I think I'm going to be happy with that one. Well, who's going to play Wolverine? I know this guy. He his his dad was a superhero. Who would be good for Wolverine? Uh, I'm talking about you. I don't know oh which X Men. I mean, uh, real while we were talking about this, Derek Cranavelt from the Geekscape Network. Uh, Geekscape Games is back. The show that that Derek hosts is back on the network. They're talking video games, so you can download that. But um, he says, I just got my first ever perfect month on my Apple Watch and for February. I've had a watch for five years and have never earned it before. I work at home on a computer all day, so I've had to be so deliberate about it. And I think there's something to be said for that, Derek, in lieu, where there's a video game element, at least for me, where I get on Strava, which is a running app, and I see like my friends on Strava, and I start being like, oh shit, this guy's got, you know, this guy put in nine miles today. So I got to put in 10, this person mm-hmm. put in, you know, and then by the end of the, it tells us our totals for the week. And so I know that if I need to, if I want to compete with two or three of these people who are always getting like 50 in a week, I need to be getting somewhere like 52, 56. And <laughs> like last okay, week, how, I, how I was feeling that, pretty good. How do you know that someone didn't put it on their dog? Like I've seen people do. How do you know that? You oh, know no that way. Well, 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 I see these people. So, so someone, you know, some of these people are again people that I I would meet in the real okay. non-pandemic times, and we do run. So it's okay. these are people that I will race against when this is all over. You know okay. what I mean? So I'll see cool. them at the at the marathons. I'll see them at the ultra marathons, and then I'll see them on weekends at, at Griffith Park putting the work in. You know what I mean? So these are people that I see putting it in, and I'm in the and it's and it's a fun culture of competition. And there is an app that I look at that makes it feel like a video game. There are like badges and achievements, like you're playing your Xbox and I get into that and there's no trash talking, but I definitely do leave a few comments that are like, (laughs) what happened? Did you forget to start your watch? (laughs) Let me me ask you a question. So if you're doing ultras, if you're running uh, uh, a lot of miles a week, running a lot of calories, Mm-hmm. Now, so I see some of these ultra guys, and they are like, like muscle and skin, like they're like yes. anatomy charts, just ripped. I'm so, not. and may I ask, what what is the reason for that? Is your diet? Are you just not? It's uh, diet. Yeah, okay. I good. love That's to. I, I, you know, it's like, uh, it's just I like to eat junk. Okay. And I know what you're gonna junk? yell it. I know you're gonna let. Uh, no, it's like it's like a sandwich or a hamburger. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Or like a pizza. So okay. I don't like? go. I, I don't eat that. I don't. I'm not like it's ice cream time. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like I, I, I don't <laughs> go crazy. 
because okay. that's that will fuck me up like that yeah. you get out there in europe mile 20 25 and then you feel that you know what i mean like sure. i had a I, and i set races like i had a race january 9th that got canceled and it was a five it was a 50k that was supposed to be up uh in in like mid california and it got canceled but i was trained up for it and I did like a 71 mile week and this and all this stuff to train up for it. Uh. And it got moved to September. And I was like, well, fuck it. My legs feel good. I don't know what I'm going to look like. And, you know, I don't training in the summer is hard because sure. it's heat. And so I was like, I don't know what September is going to look like for me. So I'm here now. I'm going to go out and I mapped a course that was 32 miles. And I was like, let me just knock it out once, you know, that same morning. And it was beautiful and it was fun. You listen um, to music? You listen to podcasts? What, uh, I have a training partner. Yeah, I have one or two training partners. And they've all had you, their shots. They're they're mainly they're all nurses and doctors. So it, you know, I was I'm the late one to the uh to the But do you like what what keeps you busy during these runs? Or are you just with nature? Like nothing is... I listen to podcasts. So I listen okay. to we have a lot of we have like twelve podcasts on the network. I listened to yesterday I was running and I was listening to uh One Hit Thunder, which is our one hit wonder podcast about music. And I just started screaming in Balboa Park because Matt Kelly, who runs our podcast network, he started talking about how great this one hit wonder was of the new radicals. You know that you get what you know, what was it? It was uh new radicals. Uh, I am not even going to try and sing it for da, you. Da, da, you gotta get what you did. That's it. Down? You okay. got it. So, so they have another song. Up. Matt Kelly's like, they're all, they're all their songs are great. He plays a sample of a song that is like a total ripoff of the Rolling Stones "Sympathy for the Devil," and I've been and I'm in Balboa Park running, and I hear this thing come on the on the podcast, and they're like, "Oh my god, the New Radicals!" They had a bunch of songs that could have been hits, and I start screaming. I was like, "That song's a fucking ripoff!" I get I get wow. to my car afterwards, I start texting. I'm like, "Guys, what the hell are y'all talking about? This is a rip-. you know." So I listen to the network. I, I try and listen to all the shows on the network to make sure that the network's going well. Uh, I like the podcasts. If okay. I need to like get a little speed, I'll put on some music and get myself pumped. Okay. But that nice. is kind of what I'm into. Cool. Because because you're out there for five six hours sometimes. Yeah. Whenever Just I do killing. cardio and I have someone to talk with, I mean, time flies by. So. It flies. It flies. Yeah. So uh, I think I get recruited by my friends because they're like, "Hey, Jonathan, tell us what script you're working on." Nice. You're, you're <laughs> I right. go out there. It, well, I beat it out. You know, it's a, it's a good way to beat out a story with people who aren't film people. Sure. Okay. Like, Very cool. They don't have skin in the game. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about. Well, you know what? I want to I want to show you a video of your dad coming on Geekscape. Okay. Okay. I got this video. I think you now the audio's not great. I think you'll hear it though. But your dad was addicted to Angry Birds. Did you know that? Do you remember the Angry Birds addiction phase of your dad? Yeah. He'll okay. Tetris, he was obsessed. And then Angry Birds, he's like, and, and then Putt Putt, Mini Putt or something. Yeah. He was like, I'm like, I don't want to play Putt Putt. Please leave me alone. Yeah. So your uh, dad yeah. is a major, like, like portable gaming nerd. Yes. And I had him on the show. And I here's a video clip. It, the audio is not great, but here's a video clip of him on the show. Have you heard the story about his luggage in Miami? Because that's one of my favorite Lou Ferrigno stories. Let's see if you can hear this. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Here's something that you guys may not know about Lou. You, you play video games. Well, you played Angry Birds. Angry Birds, yeah. You were addicted to Angry Birds. Yeah. 
I told you after one time I was on a flight for six hours, for like for 20 minutes. Because I was stuck on one level. What was the level? It, it, it was the four pillars. And you have to almost knock down four barriers. You have to, you have to send so many birds to the very end. So I learned that when you collect the bird twice, you increase the speed. I didn't know that. Yeah, you click it again, you like dive bombs. But I didn't know that. How did you put it down? I couldn't. You know, yeah, one time I, 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 I went at the wrong back and claimed I didn't get my luggage. I took someone else's luggage because I was so involved playing the Angry Birds at that. I oh didn't get intention. He took somebody else's luggage. I my hotel room. I opened a suitcase. I see a whole bunch of condom, sex toys, everything with somebody else's suitcase. You went into the suitcase? Wait, you, you literally took someone else's suitcase at yeah, the airport? because it looked just like my suitcase. And you were paying attention to the Angry Birds, and it wasn't until you got to the hotel right, that I you realized it was I opened else. the suitcase, I swear to God. It was some sex criminals. It was like... Condoms, everything. The guy tried to sex the uh, nut. I, I tell you, I can't, I can't stop laughing. But I opened that suitcase. gigantic his fingers and his hands are. So <laughs> the fact that he can actually play efficiently is like shocking. Right. Yeah, uh, that is one of my favorite Geekscape moments is when your father came on and talked about getting a mistaken, like taking the wrong luggage at the airport because he was addicted to Angry Birds and then opening up and, you know, we're not going to kink shame, but uh, let's just hope that he went and returned to the luggage. I mean, yeah. No, that stuff didn't show that. up in the house, did it? One time, uh, uh, no, no. I, I, uh, <laughs> I think I briefly remembered something like that. But I remember one, he used to pick us up from school uh, when we were young, and it, it was when the Game Boy, well, you know, it was like a was like a block. It's a know, brick, like yeah, first, yeah, the first Game Boy. So he found out about what Game Boy was, so that he would play Tetris, and he was so dialed in with his Tetris that when we would come home, there was like a series of lights that we'd have to hit in order to get home. Street lights. And this one would take like, you know, sometimes a minute, maybe three minutes. So one time he's, we, we pull up, we stop, he, he, put, he stops the car, opens his console, plays, da -da 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 -da. I'm looking around, all right, red light, and he goes, puts it down, boom, light, ding, we start driving. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, you, you. Dude, he is like, he was like texting and driving before it was a thing. He's, I'm uh, glad he got past that phase. I'm glad y'all survived that. <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, it's funny when he gets hooked on something. It's just like you wouldn't believe what happened with Angry Birds today. And I'm like, dude, what? what? Tell me, entertain me. Do you so. play any of that stuff? Do you get into video games at all? I used to be a big gamer back in the day, but now it's uh, I spend my time painting because I I went through a nice bout of of depression when I tore my ACL playing at USC. <laughs> Um, and so just, I, I couldn't, uh, and so I couldn't really gaming, like I would make whole teams in Madden and then it would all go to nothing. So I wanted something to show for it. So I started really painting and it's become so rewarding to me. And I know that once I play a game, you get immersed, but that time for me doesn't really go anywhere. It's just right. left in the game. So at least with painting, I have something to show for it at the end of the day. And so you picked up painting when you shredded your ACL. Yeah. And that was it. I, I've torn my right ACL twice. And it's just like that year that you're just on the shelf recuperating is one of the most in depressing months that you can have just yeah. trying to figure, you know, because your muscles atrophy yeah. in that one moment where you're trying to lift your leg and you realize that like your quads just aren't going to lift your leg and they've yeah. gone to, they've just flattened out when they have to, they have to start using electro, like electrodes on your legs, Geekscapist, 
just to get the muscles to clench again. And then you have to try and hold the clench over and over again, just to wake your quads back up to remind your muscle how to work, just to elevate, just to lift your leg, like simple stuff. And you just take it for granted yeah. when this it stuff works. doesn't work. And I know I tore it a second time because I was an 18 year old invincible a-hole who was just like, I'm young, I'm gonna bounce back. I don't have to do the the physical therapy. I'm good. Oh and my god! I, no, you, you know what? Hey, you, hey, Hulk didn't raise me. <laughs> what graft did you go with? Oh, I need. I got. I got the patella graft on the first time, okay. and then I got a cadaver the second time. So I got a cadaver replacement for my interior cruciate ligament the second time, and then I had like these psychic flashes of a murderer. And like I started seeing who killed me. I'm kidding. That's a joke. So you had but like this, this leg that started kicking people. I started having this it? leg. I could suddenly <laughs> dunk a basketball. No, oh, yeah, ter- tearing it. my ACL was the last time I dunked a freaking basketball. Like that, you, that was you got it. You got it, dude. I I was always I was did what I was told because there was no right. room to wiggle with no wiggle room with my father. So um, it, when it came to the rehab, it was monotonous and it was tedious, and I was like whatever. But I did it, uh, and I also a, a running back while at SC with me towards ACL as well, but he didn't do it. He's like, I'm not going yeah. to rehab, whatever. And so he got back in there. He's after about three months. He's good, good. And then one false Boom. step, it snaps again. I mean, it's so crucial, no pun intended, to no. do the post-op rehab. You have to learn how to walk again. There's so many, like you look at the body and you see muscles, but underneath the muscles, there are muscles. And it, between that, there's tendons that you have to strengthen. And But going through that, I did both. So I feel like now I'm balanced. But like it's such a test on your. You tore both your left and your right. Yeah, fifteen years old and then twenty years old, uh, both playing football. I only so. tore my right, and it affects to this day. I pronate an ankle, like one of my foot feet. I have to consciously keep from pronating out because I'm just still like it's always like if you have a, a an issue with one knee, it goes into your opposite ankle sure. because because you're adjusting for the knee and even though it's been almost 20 years on that right knee it's it's still something that if i'm not careful and like consciously trying to keep my foot straight by the time i am done with mileage i have i you know it's i'm gonna feel pretty wonky in my hip and everything it's just gonna throw everything out of life yeah yeah i did my left one i partially tore my freshman year in high school Played a full sophomore season on it, fine. And then junior year, it's just one false step. It just gave out. And it's wild. Like, when you just, when you do go certain ways, it just does it gives out. It's like, yeah. it's a crazy feeling that that whole, like, lateral ability is completely taken away. Um, and then it go, at USC, I had that, which and I was cool and I was fine. But my right leg was, like, just this beautiful, healthy leg. And that happened. And it was like a full blown like <laughs> I was like I heard the everything and everything and lateral meniscus like if you're looking at my leg it literally went like <laughs> like that dude my freaking thing like went crazy like it buckled yeah and I remember playing the basketball game and people were like oh you just sprained your knee and I took like two steps and it like buckled again and I was like nope Nessa, yeah. nope nope this and is just this these is little good. these little rubber bands these little tendons and it's like it's crazy. It's like it's like when we used to blow those GI Joes in half with black cats by those little rubber bands that are in the middle of GI Joes. Yeah, and you'd fit a black cat right in the middle of it and blow them in half. That little rubber band was so important to your GI Joe, and Very just true. like that, your GI Joe is 
worthless. Why did we destroy our toys? Why were we such pyromaniacs as kids? We destroyed fortunes of yeah. like superheroes and, and action figures. Uh, do you like playing this uh, this Hour Man on Star Girl? I, I know uh, it's been one or two episodes, but Geekscape is like you get to play like a Silver Age DC hero, dude. Like what? Is, no, like that's gotta dude, be cool, dude. Nobody. I'm glad we're talking about this because nobody really understands. I'm like I'm on set dressed as Hour Man, and I got picks that I have that are just awesome. I I got. Uh, I mean, everything is tailored to my specifications, as if I was Rex Tyler that made this suit. Um, so I got to go with a funny story and I'm talking with Jeff Johns in this in full hour man suit and I, Jeff Johns is awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, and it's his show. Like they yeah. gave him that show to run. Yeah. And he's, he's just, and I'm talking to him as our man. I'm like, whose else approval do I need? I am Rex Tyler. I am our man. So I got back to my, and the suit is like phenomenal. I mean, there's like a muscle suit and then there's Euro Jersey. And do I, you know and, the muscles, uh, it, it, when they give you the muscle suit, are you like, Come on, guys. What the fuck? Well, here's the thing. So I've, I've, I've thought a lot about this because I've always thought that I was going to play a superhero. So superheroes. So I have a, a pronounced jaw and chin, right? So the, the the typical person that's playing a superhero would think, I need to bulk up. I need to get, I need to be a superhero. Sure. But not, but not because the superheroes are always ripped and shredded in bits. So based on my history with bodybuilding and what I know, you can't maintain that level of muscular size and density and be as ripped as possible. Um, it just, it just, and that's not me. That's my son. You wait till you see me in the outfit. I look pretty damn cool. So you need mm-hmm. to be, so you can't be that big and shredded the way they are in the comics because it's just unnatural. You're going to have to have. It's like a Rob Liefeld. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Rob Liefeld drawing. We love Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so, so with the how how intense the Euro jersey stretches, no matter how but if if I wanted, to, let's say I wanted to like just let's say for instance I wanted to get on a bunch of juice and become this jack bodybuilder guy. Well, that also affects the muscles in my face. And sure. being as shredded as I would need to be to be an actual superhero, it's all about this for yeah. a superhero essentially. Yeah. So what? So I just stay super lean, and I don't have. I mean the the steroid and all that stuff that, that you would have to take as a human being to be a superhero in the comic book. Uh, it affects too many things to make it realistic. So keeping the waist thin, but the the the, shirt, the jerseys show the way because they have these little hour man uh, markings all patterned on the Euro jersey. So if I, if I were to put that on me right now, and by the way, I, I played a character called Super Sammy on Caesar Milan's Mutton Stuff where they was uh-huh. just spandex. And it was awesome. It was like a it was like a preschool Superman. Uh, you can find that on YouTube. Uh, but that was just spandex. But given the tightness of the Euro jersey, I would look just like a thin, uh, thinner guy because it would totally. It's like a, it's like wearing a, a neoprene suit. So they have to have that larger than life look. But with my face being lean and the muscle suit, I almost look like I could pull off these muscles. So it's it's right. cool. My the the steroid thing always concerns me because people you know when they talk about steroids they think oh it'll help my arms and my shoulders and it'll help you know the the muscles that I want it to it goes into your system and it affects all the muscles Geekscapus especially the important ones that are very inside of your body like your freaking heart and I just my brother was a WWE wrestler for about eight years nine years Geekscapus you know Paul's career probably better than I do. Um, and I just remember the day he called me that they had found um, one of the wrestlers on the 
floor of his bathroom with his toothbrush still in his hand because the steroids had finally just given him a heart attack. And if Geekscapers are listening to this and they're wondering like why Paul didn't have a longer WWE career, it was because the option to do that many shows a week and to have that road, um, that career of being on the road all the time and doing pay-per-views and this and that was, it just battles your body. And if you're not getting big enough to be able to take the hits that many times a week, then, then you're probably not going to last that long. And for cruiserweights like himself, like, like Paul, who are doing a lot of flips and a lot of athleticism, like first off, series just weren't an option because he remembers Eddie Guerrero being on the floor of his bathroom with his toothbrush in his hand. So, like the steroids thing, I are there safe steroids? Or I mean, because um, it seems like like a danger that if you're coming out of surgery or something and you need steroids, it just seems dangerous. Okay, so steroids is like an umbrella term, right? So sure. Then there's uh, so then there's also within that there's 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 testosterone derivatives and there's different types of anabolics and then there's HGH. Two different, completely different beasts. Now, when it comes to testosterone derivatives and it comes to, to steroids as it is, it, 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 yes, it will make your muscles bigger, but it's making all your muscles bigger. And not exactly. only that, it's messing with, we like nobody really thinks about it, but we have a natural endocrine system that deals with hormones and hormone regulation. So we have a natural balance of testosterone and estrogen as men. So here's the testosterone, here's the estrogen. It's, it's always producing to match your own level of what it is. So if you take all this fake testosterone and boost it up to here, yeah, you feel great. But then all of a sudden your natural receptors turn off because you're getting them enough. You're not going to just, you're not going to produce it if you're getting it. So then what happens is your body has to regulate. So then it boosts up your estrogen to meet where you should be. So then for a few weeks, you're doing great. And you get off the cycle. And then literally since you're all your, your testosterone production system is shut down and it hasn't been utilized, all your testosterone goes to now you're left with all this estrogen if you don't take post-cycle therapy. So that starts to mean and you become for more or less, for whatever, more yeah. of a female type of uh, disposition. You're highly Lou, emotional. I, I may have had one of my brother's peers in the WWE discover that he was lactating in the backseat of my car when I was driving him to a show in San Bernardino. Sure. I, it was... I almost, I almost drove off the road. He yeah. was like squeezing his chest in the back seat. Yeah, and I, mean, I, men, men and I elbowed my life. brother, and I was like, "Paul, what is he doing?" And my brother asked, and this wrestler was squeezing him his chest, and then like checking out his hand, and he said, "I think I'm like milking," and I. <laughs> And it's, but it's, it's leaking out, right? He's it was not, like, leak, and I yeah. was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Wow. I mean, we're 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 such different genders in terms of men and women and our bodies as adults, but we're we're basically the same thing, and we just develop these certain traits. So men have mammary glands, uh, you know, like a uterus and 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 a and a vagina, for lack of a better term, sure. is essentially an inverted penis and, tes and testicles. So everything, and then also just based on hormones, everything kind of just separates into two different categories for like a quintessential man and a quintessential woman. But when you start messing with your, and when you get, I mean, when you're older as a man, your testosterone depletes. And if you do testosterone or TRT replacement therapy, that can be done. But then also you have to be careful because with HGH, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a Unnatural. miracle. It's, well, it's a miracle drug, but it's also a fountain of youth. However, uh -huh. Uh, whereas testosterone is, you have a certain number of muscle cells after after you're born, after you go through 
uh, fat cells and muscle cells after you uh, go through puberty. So whatever you, so if you get testosterone, you take testosterone as a young man, the testosterone, the cells that you have just blow up. And essentially that's what they do. They just get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then until you're off, then they go back down. With HGH, you're actually building new muscle cells. And it affects every cell in the body except your ocular and your hair cells. Problem with that, and it sounds great, but the problem with that is if you have any dormant cancer cells and you take ACH and not, and you haven't gotten your blood work and you're unaware, you're literally giving yourself cancer. By but you're feeding your cancer. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. So then you get off it and you're like, all of a sudden you're in stage, you have stage three uh, liver cancer and you're like, what the hell? So, uh, but either way, when it comes to testosterone and taking steroids and the gains you make, you may look great and everything, but you go back to where you were. And in the long run, it's really not worth it. It may feel nice, but it, you don't keep much in the game. Geekscape is this Friday, you got to be watching the WandaVision with that broccoli. Okay, that's what I want. I want y'all to be eating the broccoli. Um, and uh, yeah, a Bold T just in response to the story says, oh my God, Jonathan. Yeah, it was it was kind of a not something that I wanted in the backseat of my car. And in that backseat of my car has been a horror show, Geekscapist, and that was like the worst. So don't, you know, put that out of your mind. Uh, speaking of horror, Lou, let's talk about this movie. You've got the coming out also Friday. When you're done with WandaVision, get on that VOD and on demand and uh, watch this movie. I watched it last night. It's called Dreamcatcher. And this Dreamcatcher, um, Lou, you're like one of, you're like the top billing on the Dreamcatcher. And again, I think that the Geekscapists who listen to like horror movie night will enjoy Dreamcatcher because it's a horror movie. Uh, it, it's like a, a slasher movie that takes place in the world of like EDM music and raves and festivals like that. So maybe take some Molly and watch it. I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to tell you to do that. Don't do that. Strike that. But uh, watch this Dreamcatcher. It takes place in that world. Uh, Lou, I wanted you to be in this movie a lot more. And not to say that you shouldn't watch this Geekscapist, but if you're watching for Lou, like I was, I was like, where's my guy? Because I think my guy is going to put a stop to this Dreamcatcher. This is uh, Jonathan. You have five more minutes left on the show. Alarm. That uh, Luckily, the uh, Burbank Fire Department was nice enough to uh, drive past my house and, and announce that we have five minutes left on the show. Um, if you're watching this for Lou, like Lou, I wanted you to be in this movie more. That's what I got to say. Uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a slasher movie, and I think slasher fans will like it, but I wanted my I, Lou. Yeah, I mean, I take it as a compliment. I mean, I look, yeah, I think it's a rough business, and it's hard to, um, to get a job as it is. But it's funny because of the few films that I've done, a few of them, uh, I've been in smaller parts, but yet, I don't know if it's because it's my name, but I'm also working a lot on TV. But like, I put, they put me as like top billing on all these things, which leads me to believe that people like what I'm doing. Um, I have a small part, but I think it definitely does the job. But I do until Nightshade comes out, which is my first uh, big full lead, uh, which is going to be awesome. You're going to have to wait and, and just get what you're given here because it's going to happen. I know it. We, I've seen we it. we got to have you back for Nightshade. Like, uh, I do want to talk Dreamcatcher, but, but Nightshade, are you like a producer on Nightshade? Is like something yep. like you were a bigger part of? Yep. Yeah. The, I mean, I think that you're – I mean, you've got a long TV career, which is great. And now – like you're making the trade. Like, are you making a trade? I mean, not that you're going to leave TV behind, but are you adding this film stuff to your repertoire? And the role in Dreamcatcher is part of building those blocks of putting yourself into films, so that you can do kind of have a nice presence in both. 
Yeah, Jonathan, I mean, it's like, look, I, it doesn't really matter what anyone thinks or they believe me. I believe, and I know, because I've had visions of where I'm going to be, so I know that I will be there. I just mm -hmm. need to do the necessary steps to get there. But nobody's ever really interested in the grinding and the day-to-day -day stuff that gets you to places. It's always, oh, my God, well, of course he's a star. He looks like a star. He, he, of course. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, not necessarily. It's a it's a day in day out questioning of your existence. It's a it's your your being that told. right. It's just, it's one of the hardest jobs on the planet, man. And I mean, with this job, I came off a nine one one, and I just loved the script, and I just wanted to be involved. But I mean, I it, it's an intense scene that I'm in. But at the same time, I'm like, there's a reason why my star meter is super high after I'm on television, if not the highest on SWAT. It's like. It's not, I'm nothing I'm doing. It's people are liking whatever I'm doing on screen, which is a good motivator, but it's going to happen, my friend. So this is going to be, uh, it's, I just, I, I don't, it, I don't need anyone else's. I, I don't, I believe in myself and I believe it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. And that's all it takes. It just takes time. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got us here and for sure. Like, what was the name of the, the, the next movie? Uh, well, I, uh, Blackout is going to come out soon. That's with Josh Gamel and Nick Nolte. Small thing too there. Uh, but Nightshade is going to be, I think it may, we don't know where it's going to go. I don't want to throw anything sure, out sure, yet, sure, but sure. Uh, distribution is tricky, but it's going to happen because all the stuff that I'm doing is just has major legs. I mean, season four SWAT, I was on a, that was the first pilot I booked and then it's been season four. Uh, Stargirl mm -hmm. turns out to be a huge hit and now I'm this character. So, uh, you know, there's all these jobs that I wish I would have gotten, but they, things happen as they should. Sure. So, sure. I'm very lucky. It, it, and I mean, this Dreamcatcher thing, like, you know what, like, Geekscapist, if y'all watch this thing on Friday, who knows, maybe, you know, maybe, uh, maybe there's a Dreamcatcher sequel. And in that one, maybe Luke comes back and he fights the Dreamcatcher. And, you know, maybe the, the maybe, let's just build the mythos where, where Luke comes back and it's, it's Lou Ferrigno Jr. versus the Dreamcatcher. And, uh, and he can only, you know, he can only get a sequel if y'all watch this movie on Friday. Yeah. Uh, and now and then, I know why you run yeah. so much. This is good. Let's write this script. Let's do it. Yeah, we can. You know, we can. You can come up and you can grab the Dreamcatcher and be like, "Hey, Dreamcatcher, say hello to your new nightmare." Boom. Whoa. And it's, yeah, it's like, well, you know, you know what? Let's write some. I'm writing some notes down. Let's see. We're working on this. You're gonna flex on the Dreamcatcher, and then yeah, okay. I've, I just I just wrote the first draft. Uh, <laughs> I promise you, I promise you, because I, I take this stuff seriously. And when you see me in the Stargirl um, yeah. as our man, you're going to be like, that's a superhero. I just saw um, Dark Phoenix, and I was like, um, Cyclops was never 5'7". Yeah. Uh, the the X-Men are not little boys. They were men. And now, I mean, there's as it is, there's not many American men in the business. However. Right. Um, it's all I Australians and British back. people. Yeah, the the, the X Men's always been tough because they've always been. Whenever you join the X Men in the comics, you are a teenager. Like those original first five, they were teenagers and they were at the the X Mansion. And then when you had like the Chris Claremont introduction of the like eighties X Men, quote, they were introduced in the seventies, but the eighties X Men, the new X Men, they were all like international teenagers for the most part except wolverine who's like 100 gambit years old jumped, gambit jumped in so didn't yeah he? and he was Early a grown 20s, i think he was a grown adult because yeah. he had like that romance with rogue immediately but rogue had been like aged up 
we're just going to see how they do it with the. It didn't uh, work. I mean, Dark Phoenix the was not was not effective for a few reasons. It was just it was clear they were trying to tell some version of a scroll storyline, but then when yeah. they found out like the scrolls were going to be in Captain Marvel, I, I heard that there were lo- that there was a lot of editing going on in Dark Phoenix to kind of like course correct what was happening parallel to Marvel. And now that it's all under one roof, I mean, geeks gave us who haven't finished WandaVision. I don't want to give you too many spoilers, but there's an appearance of a, of a, of an X-Men from the Fox universe in there. That's fun. And we'll see what, how much of this stuff sticks, but I think there will be a, a a cleaner introduction of the X-Men into the MCU as as years progress. And they might not all happen in one big movie. I kind of hope they don't. I would like to see maybe like Storm introduced in the next Black Panther movie, which I guess is going to yes. be a lot more about Wakanda. And it would be nice to introduce Charles Xavier as you know, or or some form of hints in the same way that they built the Avengers and built that whole MCU. Yeah. It'd be nice to see these characters being put together yeah. in pieces. But they got to cast it right. I mean, they got to cast it right. Tank Gambit was no. Yeah, Van Damme's um, too old now. Van Damme can't play him anymore. Uh, I mean, he would be amazing. <laughs> but like, uh, but Wolverine was not Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman was so good. Six that, one. Yeah, he reinvented Wolverine, and essentially, you saw his body progress over time. But we'll oh see. We'll see what happens. I yeah. always wanted to play uh, Eddie Brock, but oh well. Eddie Brock would be great. I obviously, I mean. They cast that film well. I don't know if they made that film well, but like I said on the last Geekscape, I am po- I'm optimistic with what Andy Serkis does with the second Venom movie because he's Who's Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis is directing it. I which, know, why Woody Harrelson? I, I mean, I love Woody, but I'm like, really? He's been yeah, in every think, movie ever made? I think that like, was more a relationship with the director because okay. of Zombieland, etc. And okay. It was cute, but yeah, the Venom yeah, movie, and I do call it the Venom. <laughs> yeah, we 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 went we went a little on to the Venom last episode or two, and uh, okay. it's not a. It wasn't a movie that I thought made a lot of sense on a narrative level. I wish I wish Carrot Top could act well because that would be a great turn. <laughs> Plays a homicidal maniac with a symbiote. Yeah, psychopath. It's uh, just a psychopath. We'll find you a superhero to play. And uh, yeah, we'll, I'd, we'll I'd be interested to see who, uh, what people think. I've gotten like the like, oh, he looks like Superman, blah blah blah. But I'm like, it'd be interesting to see. I just got a Chris Redfield. People kept commenting. I'm like, that'd be mm-hmm. kind of cool from Resident yeah. Evil. But, yeah, no. You know. Yeah, I think video games are the next one to be mined. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they've been trying to mine them for a while, and I think it'll hit. And I think there'll be a universe eventually. You know, we'll see, um, dude. We're running over time. I had the sirens go by and tell me five minute warning, but I could talk to you for hours. Uh, you're a legit geek, Lou. Uh, we share a lot of interest from yeah. being geeky about fitness, being geeky about superheroes, and we haven't even gotten into your art. Is there a place we can check out your art? Uh, com. That's where okay. the majority, and also um, Instagram at Ferrigno underscore art. That's where most, <laughs> the majority of my work is. I got some whole pieces and some Batman pieces that are working that are going to be really cool. Geekscapist, uh, if you're watching the show on YouTube, uh, Twitch, or uh, on Facebook, you'll see that uh, you can also follow Lou on social media, at Lou Ferrigno Jr. Uh, he's a big friend of Geekscapes now. I love having him on the show, dude. You've been really, really great. 
And um, again, Dreamcatcher comes out on Friday. Check it out. If you're a horror fan, definitely check it out. It's a, it's a slasher. Maybe we can build it into a franchise and have Luke come back and give the Dreamcatcher a few nightmares of his own. Um, Geekscape, as you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twi- Twitter, all that stuff. Subscribe to any of the Geekscape shows. We got some really cool stuff coming up for y'all, even though we're still in the pandemic for a stretch. It's okay. We got some really cool events and live streams coming up, so be a part of it. And uh, I'd love to have you back on the show, dude. It would be awesome to get you back for Nightshade to, to promote that one. It sounds like something dude, really you're really interesting. You're doing great things, man. It's been a pleasure. I really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> dude, Lou, uh, thanks and Geekscape us uh, over and out. Uh, Geekscape forever. Thanks so much. Hi, right, buddy. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 